Support for MindShift comes from Landmark College. Its annual Summer Institute for Educators takes place June 25th through 27th. Registration is now open at landmark.edu lcsi. Hi there. I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Welcome to the MindShift Podcast. I'm Ki Sung. Today, we're looking at a huge problem in education that's getting worse, teacher shortages. This story comes to us from the Educate Podcast at APM Reports, which found that across the U.S., large numbers of teachers are quitting after only a short time on the job, and 9 out of 10 teachers hired are replacing a teacher who has left the profession, not always to retire. The high turnover means more classrooms are run by beginner teachers, substitutes, emergency teachers, and teachers from new for-profit teacher training companies. This reporting is an excerpt from the Educate podcast series, Who Wants to Be a Teacher? Reporter Alex Baumhart takes it from here. Keep going, you're good. You look so beautiful and sparkly today. It's Wednesday morning at Ranchwood Elementary School in Yukon, Oklahoma. Principal Kristen Leip is walking the halls. And as we're walking through, I have seniors um, from the class of 2021 that have come back to visit their elementary school today. It's the last week of school, the end of May, and it's a tradition for graduating seniors to come back and visit their elementary school. So the class of 2021 comes back to see the little desks they used to sit at and the teachers they still remember. Kristen Leip passes some of the seniors in the hall. Okay, what's the best school? Ranchwood! Ranchwood is in a suburb of Oklahoma City, and it's the kind of place teachers want to teach. It's got above-average test scores and small classes. Kristen Leip's been principal here for 20 years. In the past, she says she didn't have any trouble hiring, but this year she's got a problem. Five people are retiring, and she's worried about replacing them. I'll tell you, I've been doing this a long time, and um, I never thought I would, we'd get to the point to where we didn't have people banging our doors down to come and teach. It's a huge problem in Oklahoma. Not enough people want to be teachers. Used to. We were so selective. We got to choose who we wanted and send the rest to other schools. Now we are out searching our community um, other surrounding communities. I'm always thinking, who is out there when I do have a position come open? Who am I going out to snatch and grab? One thing the state's doing is letting districts hire people on emergency certificates. That means they can hire people to teach who don't have a four-year degree in education or a teaching certificate. A decade ago, Oklahoma issued 32 emergency teaching certifications for the whole state for an entire school year. And then the number exploded. Districts across the state continue to say that they're having an increasingly hard time finding teachers to uh, fill many positions. Emergency certifications allow someone without formal training to step into the classroom and teach. A teacher can get to teach with only a bachelor's degree. They don't have to have any training. 
um, in how to be a teacher. They don't have to have a content background. The use of emergency certified teachers has become a new normal for Oklahoma schools. Last year, more than 3,000 um, emergency certificates were issued in Oklahoma. From 32 a year to more than 3,000. The certificates are good for two years, but just this fall, the governor approved a measure allowing people to continue teaching on them indefinitely, as long as their school district proves they have no other option. There are thousands of people teaching in Oklahoma schools with emergency certificates. One reason for the teacher shortage is that colleges of education in Oklahoma aren't turning out as many newly minted education majors. Over the last decade in Oklahoma, the number of people training to become teachers has dropped by 80%. But part of the problem is that people who do go into teaching don't stay. Teacher turnover is especially high in Oklahoma. Recently, the state's been losing about 10% of its public school teachers every single year. And as teachers keep quitting and schools keep replacing them, that's meant changes in who is teaching now. And it's not just Oklahoma. There's been so much hiring that there's just larger and larger numbers of beginners. Richard Ingersoll is a professor of education and sociology at the University of Pennsylvania Graduate School of Education. He studies America's teaching force. The modal, the most common teacher in the late 1980s was a 15-year veteran. And then you had some teachers had less than 15 years experience and some teachers had more. Today, the modal, the most common teacher, is someone in their first year. This is an APM Reports documentary, Who Wants to Be a Teacher? I'm Alex Baumhart. We'll be looking at what's happening in many American schools that's leading so many teachers to quit, and what that means for schools, and for students, and for teachers. The constant churn costs schools a lot of money. It forces kids to make do with substitute teachers, inexperienced teachers, emergency teachers. And it's opened the door for a new kind of business, for-profit companies that offer online training programs to people who want to become teachers, but who don't want to spend the time and the money to get an education degree. We'll look at one for-profit company that has placed thousands of new teachers in classrooms and ask whether that's been good or bad for students. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. When I started looking into teacher shortages, here's something that surprised me. The problem isn't that the United States is not producing enough teachers. Some states aren't producing enough, especially teachers who can teach specific subjects like math or teach special education. 
but nationally, teacher preparation programs are turning out plenty of people. The main problem is, once many of them become teachers, they don't stay. Nearly half of them will leave within their first five years on the job, according to Ingersoll. The exit rate for teachers in the United States is about double what it is in countries like Canada and Finland. Exit rates for new teachers in the U.S. are about on par with exit rates for new police officers and are even higher than exit rates for nurses, two high-pressure, high-stakes jobs that teaching is often compared to. One reason is that the job is tough. And of course, in 2020, it got even tougher. This is Janet. Today is August 6th, and we are hosting our Save Our Schools protest and march to demand that the Washoe County School District does not open schools yet. Janet Roman is 27 and an English teacher at Sparks High School in Reno, Nevada. She made this recording in the summer of 2020, before school started in Reno. Teachers were demanding that schools stay closed to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Save our schools! She and I checked in periodically over the last year. When school started in the middle of August 2020, she told me the teachers lost their battle to teach remotely. They had to go back to their buildings. So it's been just a little over a month now, about five weeks that we've been back in school. However, we've only had one full week of school where we were in class every day um, because of the fires from Northern California, you know, bringing in the smoke into Northern Nevada. Um, we've had a ton of smoke days. So all last week, we were doing distance learning because the smoke is so bad in northern Nevada. Roman taught from the apartment she shares with her husband. The distance learning was challenging. Sparks High, where she teaches, is a Title I school. More than half of the students qualify for free and reduced lunch, which is another way of saying that a lot of the students come from low-income families. Almost a quarter of the students are English language learners. Truly, my students have been amazing. Um, I feel honored to have them as students. And, you know, on top of that, there is a lot that my students are facing. Roman says many of her students live in multi-generational homes and are the children of frontline workers. They are facing a lot of issues outside of school, from being houseless to struggling to afford Wi-Fi. So to be able to have this community that we've built in our classroom um, really has been wonderful. Sparks is the kind of school that tends to have trouble keeping teachers. Nationwide, shortages are most pervasive in high-poverty urban schools and in rural schools. In December, Janet said that staffing was a growing concern at Sparks. Throughout the year, a few teachers left, some retired early, and many more were out sick or were tending to sick family members. We don't have the staffing capacity in our schools, so that has been a huge issue, huge issue in Washoe County. And right now, um, our, our state is actually going to allow substitutes to substitute teach without a college degree. So as long as you have a high school degree, they're allowing people to sign up to become a substitute. Nearing the end of 2020, Nevada was short so many teachers that the governor did indeed allow people to work as substitute teachers with just a high school diploma. The applicants just had to pass a background check. And it wasn't just Nevada. Several other states did this, too. Right, put a warm body in there, but, but what about the learning? You know, what about the gains that our students should be making? You know, will they be making those gains? Janet Roman's experience at Sparks stuck out to me because she's in her fourth year, so she's nearing the end of that five-year window, after which almost half of the teachers who started are gone. And she's sort of the archetype of the teacher a school district should do anything to keep. 
she's what researchers would consider a high-quality teacher. She has a university degree in education. She's certified at the state level and in her subject area, and she wanted specifically to teach in Washoe County. I teach in the community in which I grew up, so it's really personal for me to give my students the best education that I can and to make sure that they are safe. But as the school year drew to a close, she told me she was thinking about leaving. I don't think that after this year I will continue to teach in my district, which breaks my heart. I, I love teaching. I'm passionate about teaching. It's I feel like it's my calling, what I want to do, but at what cost, you know, at, at, at what cost to, I don't know, it's just, it feels like, it, it definitely is making me reconsider. There's too many teachers leaving the profession and not enough new teachers coming in to replace them. That's Desiree Carver-Thomas. She's a researcher and policy analyst at the Learning Policy Institute, a nonprofit organization that researches education issues. So nine out of 10 teachers hired are hired to replace a teacher who has left the profession. And most of those teachers aren't leaving to retire. And Carver Thomas told me something that surprised me. She studied teacher turnover, and she found that the main reason teachers quit isn't how hard the job is, and it isn't low pay. The main one is administrative support. Um, that's one of the biggest predictors of teacher turnover. When a teacher doesn't find their administrator supportive or um, encouraging. Teachers talk about wanting to be taken seriously and be seen as professionals, wanting to have a voice in how their schools run. But they also want help. They want their principal to have their back with parents or when discipline issues come up and to support their professional development. The second thing is that preparation matters. So teachers who receive the least pre-service preparation, they leave at two to three times the rate of those who received the most comprehensive preparation. Um, and their turnover rates are especially high when they teach in schools serving more students from low-income families and students of color. Teacher preparation has changed in a lot of ways in the United States during the last 30 years. Most teachers still come from college teacher training programs, but fewer people are enrolling in these programs especially over the last decade. And many people interested in teaching are choosing from the growing number of alternative pathways into the profession, some of which provide less of what Desiree Carver-Thomas calls pre-service preparation, like time student teaching under a veteran teacher in a classroom. But sticking with why teachers leave. The last thing we found was that um, teachers in districts with the lowest salary ranges, they're more likely to leave their positions than teachers in the best-paying districts. Unsurprisingly, pay. Between 1999 and 2017, teacher pay declined in 28 states. In Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, and North Carolina, the decline's been steeper. Teacher wages are down 10 to 15 percent. Emma Garcia is an economist at the Economic Policy Institute. It's a left-leaning think tank, and she studied teacher pay and teacher professionalization. She says schools may be saving money by paying less, but then they're spending money when they have to replace the teachers who leave. We know that filling a teaching vacancy is very costly for uh, the school districts. It costs about $20,000 to fill in a vacancy to find a replacement. Uh, so through excessive attrition, we are deviating resources that could be used for other more effective purposes. 
So it is costly for the students, it is costly for the teachers, but it is also costly for the education system overall to be dealing with this crisis in the teacher labor markets. Estimates for the total annual cost of teacher turnover are about $8 billion a year. This kind of churn has gotten worse in recent years, but it's existed in many schools for decades. Almost every presidential administration since Eisenhower has proposed some new plan to make more teachers. The universities and schools for teacher training should intensify their recruitment. Have alternative certification, an intense recruiting campaign. Today I'm announcing the first <clears throat> ever national online teacher recruitment clearinghouse. But Richard Ingersoll says the politicians who are trying to fix shortages by minting more and more teachers are looking at the problem wrong. It's really not the case that we produce too few teachers. It's that we lose too many. In other words, the problem simply can't be solved by recruiting more people into teaching. That's been the conventional prescription for decades. Ingersoll says there were more than enough people training to become teachers in the last 30 years, more than we needed. And even as states and districts have intensified their recruitment, shortages persist. In other words, you can, you can bring in hundreds of thousands of new people, but if they don't stick around, you won't solve the problem. You'll be back to square one, and you'll have lost your investment. And I'm still puzzled to this day why, why the durability and resilience of the conventional wisdom regarding teacher shortages when it just it's a wrong diagnosis, and it hasn't solved the problem. Many researchers like Richard Ingersoll will illustrate how we got here to a huge workforce with more beginners and high turnover by painting an image of a hose and a leaky bucket of water. The bucket is schools, the teachers are water, and the holes in the bucket represent all the reasons teachers are leaving. Rather than closing up the holes, we keep trying to crank up the amount of water blasting out of the hose. Today, teachers with 10 or fewer years of experience constitute over half of the teaching force. Just after the school year ended in Reno, Nevada, I talked again to teacher Janet Roman. She's the four-year veteran who told me she was thinking about leaving. I never thought that, you know, four years into my profession, I would be considering leaving. But in June, she told me she'd decided to give the district another chance, stick it out a little longer. This past year, a lot of teachers said in surveys that they wanted to quit. But so far, the teacher exodus doesn't seem to be worse than it was before the pandemic. Quit rates among teachers tend to decline in turbulent economic times. But the next few years will be more telling. Roman says she wants to continue to advocate for her colleagues and her students and to keep working in the community she grew up in, but she says this year made it a close call. I absolutely love the community that I teach in, and this is the community that I, I grew up in, and I'm fortunate to be able to come back and give back to my community. So um, I, it, it would be difficult for me to have to leave. Um, however, this is the first year that I, I have considered it. That was reporter Alex Baumhart in an excerpt from the series, Who Wants to Be a Teacher? from the Educate podcast. Check out the rest of the four-part series where they look at how private companies responded to the teacher shortage, how that industry grew at a breakneck pace, and what that means for students, teachers, and the future of education. 
Other stories from the Educate podcast include why it's so hard to measure teacher quality and why America is losing international students. That's it for now. Mindshift is going to be dark next month so that we can bring you a fresh new season in July. Subscribe so you can stay tuned for that announcement. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California, the land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.